Alabama takes on South Florida in the game of the century. No, I'm just kidding. They're playing South Florida coming up on Saturday, and they've got a lot of stuff to work on as 32-point favorites. This is Elephant in the Room. He's Jay Coker. I'm Mick Gillespie. Great to have you guys. Make sure you like and subscribe. Give us a thumbs up. Part of uh, Disrupt the Media and uh, Roll Tide Pods. you got to be a part of Roll Tide Pods. Uh, how you been, man? Man, doing good, doing good. You know, uh, you know. Last week we talked about, uh, or I guess Monday we talked about how we're gonna prep and talk about the South Florida game. And I believe I saw where they lost. I was planning on watching the South Florida game from last week, and I believe they lost to Western Kentucky by twenty points. And I said, I'm not watching shit. We're just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> we know how this is gonna go. We mm-hmm. just hope the you know the quarterback situation's figured out and. Uh, you know, the defense shows up and we look sharp. Yeah, I got a feeling that we're going to look sharp. I mean, right? I mean, you have to. You, you can't go in there and, like, I always feel like Saban's in some of these games where he's like, we're not covering. Like, I don't know if he really thinks that, but it feels that way. I just got this we're covering feeling. Yeah, I imagine, you know, every every uh, time we'd lose, which, I mean, wasn't much, you know, back then. But and we get out there and it didn't matter if we did everything perfect, practice started two or three times over and we'd be out there for three and a half, four hours. And I imagine they've gone through that a couple of times this week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wonder what the intensity's like, but you know, former players have come out this week and I don't want to say they've criticized the players or the team or anything like that, but they've thrown their opinion out there. Uh, Trent Richardson, who I, I love Trent Richardson. He was one of my favorite Bama players. Uh, shout out to your former teammate, Bo Scarborough. I absolutely loved him and Bama standard. Like he's got his own show and and he's talked a lot about what he thinks and, uh, and it, and it makes me laugh, but I know he's like, he, he's right. You know, uh, when you see those, those, what do you think? You know, I'm far more mild as far as throwing my opinion out there on that kind of stuff. But at the same time, I know when I was playing, I always thought about that previous generation that came in front of me and, you know, wanted to at least for them to see me play. They knew that I was given everything I had for the program and, and the dynasty that they had started. And I get where they're coming from. You know, uh, it, it's, I saw Reggie Ragland posted that video. What he said, he said it, this breaks my heart. Yeah. And I mean, guys were getting tossed around and everybody just kind of looked around like, yeah. Okay, we'll just let this happen. Well, you know, five, six, seven, ten years ago, man, I tell you, if that would have happened, there would have been a brawl on somebody else's sideline. It just, you know, we just, it seems to me that we used to bully people. And, and again, I'm not saying we're not, but we didn't show in that Texas game. Yeah, it didn't happen in Texas. I'm wondering if – and how you turn this around because the more I've looked at it and I've, you know, I, I'm not watching South Florida. I don't need to know anything about them. I think this is all about Alabama and that game against Texas. They just lost in so many aspects of the game. I mean, you know, you lose the penalty battle with, you know, all those penalties, bad penalties, ones that take touchdowns away, you know, ones that, uh, that extend drives, for Texas, you 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 lose the turnover battle. Those two together normally mean you're going to lose, uh, unless you're a really good team and you can overcome that. But they lost that. 
they got beat on both sides of the ball and get a pass rush. And then Texas was like rushing three. Uh, and I, I've, I've said this, I, I felt like uh, Jalen Milrow did some good things, but he looked really, you know, confused in the pocket. Um, the offensive line had a couple of guys that, that you know, were the, the true freshman Proctor, he's going to be good. I know he is, but he, but he wasn't good on the te- in Texas game on Saturday. And then, you know, you got your veteran centers and not snapping the ball consistently. You know, maybe that's because of the pressure from Texas's defense. You got to give Texas some some credit. But you roll all that stuff into a ball, and that's a lot of shit to fix. Yeah, you know, and again, I think it all kind of starts starts with the culture. And, and nothing really bothered me out of, out of anything any players said after that game outside of – I know there was one comment, and I can't remember who said it, but – you know, they, whoever it was said that, you know, I, I hear the noise from, from outside, but, you know, those players didn't go through what we go through, you know, nowadays. And, and I, I think he's referring, I guess he's referring to the NIL stuff and, oh, yeah. and all that. But, you know, again, everybody from the outside looking in really doesn't care what you're going through, mm-hmm. what decisions you have to make off the field, and, and nobody's really – gonna care outside of you know either you're a winner or you're a loser yeah and and if you're a winner it's cool to talk about all the shit that you went through yeah if you're a loser okay you you failed Mm -hmm. and and nobody remembers you yeah the the thing that i wonder is with these nils you played for nick saban before nil now nil's here do you think that it's tougher for the head coaches not just nick saban but any head coach to really lay down discipline when you got transfer portal, when you transferred, you, there were a bunch of rules that you had to go through to transfer. I mean, you couldn't just say, Hey, you know what? I'm going there. I mean, you had to sit out or, you know, you had to get waivers and all that stuff. Now it's like, you know, half the team could just say, Hey, we're out of here. And, 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 and there's, there's no, like, you know, there's, there's no regulation on that right now, except, except I guess like time frame. And then, um, and then, you know, NIL now it was supposed to be for guys like you go out there, you know, I see you're on your, the picture. Let me switch you that over there. So everybody can see that you're on the, <laughs> you're, you're there. I, I was showing my son, Jake, this. That's, that's Jake right there. Um, so, you know, you, you earn that to be on there, you know, you sign it, you should get some money, even if you're yeah. a student, right? Actually, Daniel Moore helped me out on this. Shout out Daniel Moore. Meant a lot to me. How uh, cool is that? Yeah. I mean, Used to, I mean, growing up, you know, I see all the ones you got on here. I mean, you know, going over to friends' houses, my some of my family, uh, seeing these Daniel Moore prints to be a part of that. Man, it's just in the middle, too. Believe. I mean, you're in the middle of that. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't believe that. I was when he called me and asked me about signing these, I was expecting Derek to be right here. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Uh, but that was that was pretty awesome. Yeah, like uh, my, our, our friend Mike Johnson, he's in one, but it's like the corner of one. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's in no there, though. For no lineman to make it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was great, though. <laughs> great guy, too. Well, but, you know, it's, it's again, it's it's changing times. Uh, I know we we were talking before we started uh, about some of Bo Scarborough's uh, comments, and, and Bo is one of my favorite teammates. He's a phenomenal guy, and, and I – I noticed in one of his comments, he said it's a privilege to play at Alabama, and it truly is. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I just growing up, and again, when I was coming out, there was no money in it. It was just you're playing where you were offered a scholarship, and and uh, 
for me to have the opportunity to transfer back to Alabama. I remember as soon as we won the national championship and they handed us that trophy, uh, I looked at Coach Saban and I was like, Coach, thank you so much for this opportunity. It just meant so much to me just to represent Alabama. Yeah. You know, and and I, I don't know if, you know, again, that comment, we go through different things. Well, again, nobody cares. You're playing in Alabama. Everybody who has played at Alabama for you is just – so thankful for that opportunity and put everything they had on the line for that red jersey you know make it happen yeah figure it out and play for the team play for mm -hmm. the program play for the history yeah and they've got a lot of soul searching to do that's what bothers me about this loss and i i don't know if i said that last time but i'll, I'll say it again this loss felt different than all the other ones that Alabama's had. And I can go back back and, you know, there's been some whoopings, but when you really look at it, Alabama just got whooped on the scoreboard. They didn't get whooped on the field. Like the national championship that they, one of the ones they lost to Clemson were two or through some interceptions, but they're moving the ball the entire game, right? Oh, yeah. Get down in the red zone. They, you know, they didn't score, but, but they were there. Uh, and, and I'm thinking, like, score-wise, that was probably one of those. Um, you know, some of the bowl games that they lost after they were out of it, guys, like, opted out, you know. Yeah. Um, the, the Utah. Yeah, the yeah. Oklahoma, yeah, right, right. But I still felt like in those games that we did a lot of things right. We just didn't have the guys in the spots that they would have been in because the, the mentality is always you're winning a championship or it's – Bust. Well, I mean, you know, I, I don't think anybody really – obviously, people care about losses. It, it's a tough thing to see Alabama lose, uh, especially in this state. But I think everybody's okay with a loss as long as, you know, you're physically dominating your opponent. And, you know, I always go back to this old Miss loss. I mean, geez, we – I always say if we had had one more quarter, well, uh I mean, the ball was bouncing a certain way the entire time. We yeah. just shot ourselves in the foot. But the effort, I mean, I couldn't point at one guy on that field and say, you know, he took this play off or he took that play off. It was always 100% getting after it, playing for your team. And, and that was it. That was the standard. And, look, Coach Saban, to me, best all-time, best yeah. there ever will be. Uh, when I and, – and I love Jimbo to death played at Florida State for Jimbo. Uh, I don't think he had the resources at Florida State that that uh, Coach Saban did. Mm -hmm. When I got from Florida State to Alabama, uh, and again, all the staff at Florida State, they were great, did a great job, yeah. but they just didn't have the help or, or resources that Alabama had. And that was something that Coach Saban understood, provided for his players. I mean, you didn't have to go. You went to that football complex. You had meals. You had massages. You had – rehab you had whatever it was you never you're never hungry i mean it was just it was it was a five-star accommodation yeah you know and then on top of that you got the best coaches in the country teaching you yeah and now i know he's gone through a lot of turnover and he's he's got a lot of pieces to put together uh but my gosh you've got everything at the at your fingertips uh to say that to say that coach saban you know is is at fault for some of this you know, maybe a few schemes here and there, but the culture is there. Everything, the foundation is there. Yeah. You know, um, I just, maybe there is a difference in this generation. I'm not sure, but it just doesn't seem like 
the players are bought into that tradition that's been there for so long. Yeah, it, did, it didn't feel like that. Uh, late kick, uh, and Josh Pate, I met him at um, SEC, at the SEC Media Days. He's on uh, 24-7 sports. He's because You know him talking about, the bald guy, yeah, yeah. big big buff guy, I really saw, nice I, dude. I saw that clip. I yeah, yeah. Clip. And he was talking about, uh, you know, if you didn't see it, about Alabama's coach coaches and and kind of comparing the ones that you worked with mm-hmm. with some of the guys that are there now and he was pretty critical you know and uh, and basically was saying hey you know the guys that were there before uh, you saw that with Sark obviously the, the the offensive game plan that Texas ran against Alabama was brilliant and 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 look, before you really bury Tommy Reese, I mean, you got to remember the guy's only been there two games. It's a, yeah. he's, a, he's a young guy. I mean, he's still learning, but he got out pretty. I mean, if you're comparing apples to apples, oh yeah. Um, and you know, and I guess Josh, you know, kind of gave a couple things that he thought might be the reason why, you know, that Alabama doesn't have the same firepower and assistant coaches than than they used to have. Yeah, I mean, you know. Uh, a lot of people had issues with with Bill O'Brien. We've talked about this yeah. before. I mean, that guy that guy's resume is as long and as deep as mm-hmm. as anybody's in the country. I mean, he's one of the one of the best there is. And uh, you know, I think Tommy Reese is is trying to game plan and not real sure at times who's going to be the quarterback. And he's trying to game plan around all mm-hmm. three of those guys, um, just trying to figure things out as he goes. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like that national championship game three years ago when we had, uh, you know, Bill O'Brien in there and, and we got a bunch of brand new freshmen. He's trying to th- piece together all this, uh, all these plays that everybody's comfortable with. Uh, I think Tommy Reese is kind of in the same situation where he's got a lot of different personnel groups, a lot of different quarterbacks. He's trying to, you know, put the best game plan together forever he thinks may be in the game. Yeah. I wonder too, being a young guy like that, how intimidating it must be to work for Saban. And if you want to make a big change, like if you said, Hey, I feel more comfortable with uh, Buckner in and you switch out Buckner for, uh, you know, for Milrow. I mean, how's that going to go over? Are you, are you comfortable enough in your second game to just, you know, yeah. Or, or yeah. is it one of those things where you're kind of just there? I mean, you're, you're, you're trying to, you know what I mean? Like you just don't. There could be a comfort level too. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, who or what plays are you calling for this guy that's in the game now? And then if if you you switch here because he's not playing well, you feel like you've coached him all week, three months, you know, however long it's been. Uh, if things don't work out, okay, man, do I have to? resettle this whole offense in just one half. I mean, it, there's a lot of different variables in there. And, and again, that's, we talk about identity on this podcast. We've talked about it for a couple, yeah, a couple episodes now. Uh, once you figure out who you are and what you do best, uh, you know, that kind of starts with the quarterback and, and uh, you know, you'd like some, like to see some continuity at that position. Yeah, no doubt. Our show is brought to you by Lance's lock going into Saturday. If you want to do the opposite of me, and that's actually win the games that you wager. Lance's lock can give you the, <laughs> give you the help that you need. And uh, don't forget that all that can be done at my bookie. So uh, those two <laughs> work hand in hand. Don't take my advice on any uh, of the games that I've been picking lately, um, including uh, me taking Tennessee uh, this Saturday because 
I don't know. Yeah, I, I went over three, so <laughs> you too. Call Lance. <laughs> <laughs> get, get a hold of Lance and Lance's luck, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh man, it's it's going to be a fun Saturday though of college football. I mean, I I think that this Florida and Tennessee game is going to be telling because I think the, the SEC is just having a down year. It's a big upheaval. You know, you don't know who's who's going to show up, and it seems like there's a lot of young teams out there, and. uh I mean, Florida being one of those teams that kind of hadn't figured it out. Uh, Tennessee not really showing up when they should. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I'm, I may have to take Florida in that one. Yeah, so you get seven points. Oh, yeah. But oh, the, yeah. they looked so bad against Utah, right? But maybe Utah's good. I yeah. mean, look, I'm throwing that out there. I went over three last weekend. So, <laughs> so did I. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just like every game. I'm like, how do I keep losing? <laughs> you know, like I just, you know. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna I get just blame Vegas. Yeah, yeah, line. right. How do they know? How do they know how? How in the hell do they get so close to not only the score of the game, oh, yeah. but also the over under? Like it's 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 absolutely amazing how they can get so close on those spreads. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, had I. Had I been into gambling when I was playing, I'm sure I'd have looked around like, all right, who's yeah, right, who's calling a Vegas area code? You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who's the guy? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is he was he coaching baseball? Wait, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who you calling? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's insane. You know, like the the uh, the 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 thing about it is like you know, I'll go to uh, Pearl River. They got a sports book out there. You know, it's not too far from Tuscaloosa. And, uh, you know, just go out there and, and throw some bets down. And I'm, I'm always – you get into the fourth quarter, and I don't care how many cards you have, you know, at least eight of the ten are right around the number. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Like, like late in the game, you're like, man, if this score here, they're right on it again. Well, that's know? what I've always thought, you know. Uh I mean, a lot of my buddies used to call me a Joe because I'd bet on, you know, Joe Public. I'd be betting on the obvious bets yeah. to lose. And then some of them would say, all right, here, here's what you got to do. Look at – if you feel like you got to have balls to take that pick, then take it. Baylor, really? Baylor minus seven. Yeah. You know, it's. I was like, okay, makes no sense. Bet it. <laughs> and it they works. just lost to Texas State. Now they're – who they played last weekend. Um, oh, um. Was it maybe no, Texas what? Tech? No, Texas no. Tech played Oregon. That was oh, another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, it was another and one. They were minus seven. Yeah, and they lost by eight, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, because Oregon returned. Uh, yeah, they got a pick six at the end. Yeah, covered by eight. Yeah, I mean, or covered by one. I mean, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's you know, I go based on Vegas has to know something. Yeah, they're they just do, and Vegas is a fun place to hang out too. You've been out there before. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> we, right. we went. The like right before COVID, um, I'd worked all these years. I finally get to like the, to do major league Cub stuff, you know. And, uh -huh. and the, the like the first assignments, like we're going out to Vegas to do the Cubs and the Reds. So, you know, I'm like, all right, uh, get my wife to go, and you know, we're staying at the Cosmopolitan, and then you know, do the two games. And then I'm like, we just got to stay, you know, it's been a lot, it's a long ride. Let's just, you know, we didn't fly back with the team. I'm like, I'll just get my own flight back home. We're going to stay here and hang out. And then like a week later, we're looking for toilet paper, you know, like, <laughs> but I, I had such a blast out there, man. Like just, 
it's so much fun. And the, no matter what time it is, something's going uh, on. Yeah. I love I that a, about I had an event out there. I had to go speak at a, an A-Club event and, and, or not an A-Club, an alumni association event. Yeah. And uh, I was like, who am I speaking to? They're like, all the alumni that live in Vegas. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what kind of group is that? <laughs> to, to Vegas. Who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> so they paid me a little bit and then I lost all that money on horse races and I was like, give me back the mobile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, out of here. Did, uh, was it a big crowd of, of Alabama people in Vegas? <laughs> no, it wasn't. I it didn't wasn't. think that. But I, it was a good crowd. It was, it was a, a good a crowd. crowd. Oh, yeah. You got to so, think, if you're moving to Vegas, you're, you're all about a good yeah, crowd. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Do you, when you do those, like, what, what's your like game plan on speaking? Like, do you just do you wing it, or do you like have like a prepared speech? I pretty much wing it. Wing it. Yeah. yeah. Fill out the crowd. If it's like a Bible Belt crowd, yeah. keep it between the lines. Right. And, uh, if it's a Vegas crowd, I can really let loose. Yeah. Like look around. Like, all right, I can tell you guys about this. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> Man, I can't stand like get, when you get up in front of a big group of people and talk. You know, like oh, every, it, it, like I've been on the behind the microphone forever, but when I'm in front of it like that, like I just because if you have them on your side, you can tell. Oh yeah. But then it's like when they're bored, you know, you you're sitting there like talking, and somebody's like yawning, and like you know, people are like doing other stuff. <laughs> yeah. you know? like, oh, I spoke one time in uh, in Dothan, and uh, I get up on the on the podium and I'm looking out and I'm trying to figure it out. And I see one guy in a Georgia hat and that's when we were just beating the shit out of Georgia. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, Oh, got somebody to make fun of and everybody's going to be on my side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah who let this guy in? <laughs> a joke doesn't land to yeah. make fun of Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You can direct it that, that way. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Uh, uh, so well, let us say, so the game on Saturday, uh, this is such an odd game because, I don't remember. I'm trying to think. When's the last time Duke, when we played at one of these spots? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. it's got to be Duke, right? When yeah. Alabama played at Duke. I remember that. Yeah, Mark Ingram was playing. I think AJ. Was AJ the quarterback? Was that McElroy? Might have been McElroy, but I don't know. I mean, maybe it was AJ. I, but it was back in that those days. Yeah, it was like 60 to nothing. It was like, yeah, that. it was like a high yeah. school field. and We used to play them when I was at Florida State, and I swear the line was longer for – basketball season tickets than <laughs> people in the stands yeah yeah that's it's crazy like with the conference realignment you know like where these schools are gonna like end up you know like the, like you see like cal and uh it was like cal and stanford and smu and they're like begging like please let us in we don't want any of the tv money for a decade <laughs> <Yeah>. you know <laughs> and they're gonna end up flying like five hours you yeah, know, across yeah. three time zones to play half their games. Right. We'll play all the games on the road. <laughs> There's no one we cares. We want nothing. We yeah. want nothing. No one cares about your your school sports, <laughs> yeah. you know? Uh, no, that's right. That's right. I wonder, like, when, the, when they – when they finish all the realignment, what the SEC is going to look like. I don't know. I can't wait, though. I, I wish uh, – I'd love to see Florida State and Miami in the SEC. Really? Be, I'm so ready for it, you know, because yeah. over the last few years, I feel like, I mean, this weekend, there's Texas and, I mean, there's uh, Florida and Tennessee. Right. But I'm trying to, th I think, South Carolina and Georgia play, but I'm ready for week after week, just, I mean, knock out, drag out fights. Yeah. You know? 
Well, Alabama's schedule this year kind of fits what we're going to be looking at. Yeah, no, uh, that's right. You know, that's right. but I mean, I know what you're saying. Like, I, I'll tell you that I'll throw this out and, and get your thoughts on it. I was talking about this the other day. I, I think what made college football so great, games like Alabama and Texas, it's week two, right? But it's a playoff game. Oh, because yeah. if you lose, well, you probably are pretty close to being out of it, right? Oh, and everybody's afraid. Well, of course, with the new playoff, people changes everything, scared. right? Uh, yeah, but I'm saying like that's what I think that's what made the regular season so special is that all these games mean so much. Oh, well, yeah. next year they're not going to mean as much. Well, can you imagine how much money was made, you know, for that Alabama Texas game if you had those every weekend? Yeah, and your your college town. I mean, it would be ridiculous the amount of revenue that would be made, and that's at the end of the day, that's what they're all about. Yeah, you know. Do you think it it'll water down though, like the the meaning of a lot of these games? I, I'm that's what I'm curious about. You know, is it going to be like? I, I just feels like when these games happen, it is such a huge deal. I mean, you you look at Tuscaloosa on Saturday, or the last time they lost, you know, the president of the United States was there. Yeah. You know, like they had to shut the streets down. There were like, you know, thousands and thousands of people that were all hanging out because, you know, it was like the people that were in the stadium and then the people that were out. I just wonder if it changes, um, you know, the dynamic of the regular season. You know, I I wouldn't think so. I mean, I guess it, it may water down. the. I mean, LSU and Alabama has never lost its, yeah. its weight as long as both teams are good, you know. Yeah. Uh, and if Alabama ever brings Notre Dame into town or Notre Dame brings Alabama, oh, I mean, those, you know, yeah, I just don't see it. I, I know I can't stand, and, and maybe you're right. I mean, those off weekends, you know, they're just kind of brutal. And then once you get one with three or four games that you love, it's like, man, it glue me to the TV. Yeah. I can't get enough. Yeah. Like, like I'm excited about t- uh, Tennessee. I want to see what Joe Milton can do in a, in a, oh, yeah. in a big game. If, is their offense legit like it was last year? Well, that's what, you know, even though Florida presumably is not very good, I'm still, I, I've got that circled. I love that matchup. Me too. I love those two teams, just the history of the yeah. programs. Yep. Yep. And I think that's what everybody's, you know, really all about is the his, the historical success of each program. Yeah. And seeing them play against each other. Right. Right. Now, Tennessee, I guess for a few years, that was pretty rough, but, but you still tuned in to watch. Yeah. Well, they're interesting, like the way that their offense works. You know, I, I went to um, the Tennessee-Pittsburgh game two years ago. I had to do baseball, and they were having a game, and we got tickets. Uh, I took uh, Jody Davis, former Cub. He's a huge Georgia fan, so he was the uh-huh. Georgia guy wearing the, you know, the <laughs> no team in the fight hat. <laughs> Tell you the funny story, I – I can tell it now. You know, we we always talk smack. There's a group of us that talk smack on, on, uh, you know, on the phones and stuff. And Jody played for the Cubs back when, you know, like in the in the '80s. And he was like, grow up in Gainesville, Georgia. He's a huge dogs fan. I mean, he's playing for the Cubs, and he's like racking up these long distance bills before you could like just listen to the game on the internet and stuff, he would call his mom and she'd put the radio up by the phone. I mean, like, he's diehard, you know? So those days when Alabama just kept beating them, you know? So, so 2017, like he's sure it, this is the year, right? 
then they, they get to it, you know, and then we didn't hear from him for a while. <laughs> we, we didn't hear from him for a while. So when they won, when they finally won, you know, I was like right off the bat, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I mean, congratulations. My, uh, my father-in-law, father-in-law and I talk about, you know, it's always better when we love when Tennessee is actually good and it's kind of a good competition. Yeah. And then we got beat last year and we were like, screw those guys. I yeah. They suck again next year. Oh, they, <laughs> I mean, what, what people, what you didn't know, and that, going back to me being old again, but I, when I was in school, we lost to Tennessee every single year, every single year. Philip Fulmer was the head coach uh, who I've gotten to know, by the way, uh, through baseball and, and broadcasted a game, a softball game with his daughter. Um, and I actually like him. I mean, but, he, <laughs> I was hosting the college Alabama college radio sh- station pregame show, and every week we would like you know, uh, call we would send a you know a call out to the athletic department. Hey, would you know would uh, coach so and so come on? And then none of them came on. None of them. <laughs> yeah. None of the coaches came on ever. <laughs> Head coaches like, you know. They 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 would treat us like Alabama treats the local media. Oh, yeah. Like you're not getting any access. And yeah. so, so, so Bud Ford's the guy at Tennessee, and he's like, uh, "How long do you need coach for?" And we're like, "Well, five minutes, you know." So, so now we got Coach Fulmer on our like Alabama college radio station sh- pregame show. Is that right? when you're like. Oh shit! What do we have? Like, is, I'm like, no, this is like the greatest thing ever. Like, this is gonna be, you know, like I'm gonna be like Walter Cronkite here, you know? Like, I'm taking this, I'm taking this interview to the next level, man. I got Philip Palmer on. I'm gonna ask him all the questions that uh, that no one's asking, you know, or whatever. I don't know. So get, so I get him on there. And I mean, like it was a, like a recorded interview, which was really hard to do back in those days. Like, yeah. Technology wasn't anything like it is now. And I guess I asked him if Alabama and Tennessee was still a rivalry. And, you know, he got recruited by Bear Bryant and, and he almost came to Alabama. And then, you know, Alabama has worn them out over the years. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, like nothing like, like what Saban what? did, but you know, but kind of like that, you yeah. know, long streaks of winning. And um, so I asked him that, and I think that might've kind of, or that might've kind of got him unraveled a little bit. Uh-huh. And then I went over the five minutes and he ripped my ass. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, five minutes and five minutes like just starts and i'm like a college kid i'm like oh my god what am i you know <laughs> sitting there like just you know it's over Dude, the phone. i'm just trying to pay rent yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we're all like gathered around the equipment like <laughs> like he was just getting tore up by philip palmer so <laughs> so i i've always been like now i'm like well if, if it's five minutes i i just got to make sure it's five minutes so, <laughs> yeah. so then i I do baseball for Tennessee, the Smokies, and he comes every once in a while as a guest or whatever. And I never said anything about it. And then last time I was like, hey, it's got to tell you, remember that time you yelled at, you know, like, say, no. I was like, well, I do. You yelled at me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but when, when I was in school, they kicked our ass, man. It was terrible. I mean, like, you know, it was like uh, Travis Stevens and, Peyton Manning and, 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 and T, you know, from down oh, here, yeah. you know, and oh, uh, yeah. T Martin and I mean, peerless price and 
Jason Witten, I was on the sideline at, at the game uh, as a like a student broadcaster or something, and Jason Witten was like catching passes and Alabama like got like five guys trying to bring him down and he's just like carrying the whole team down the field and <laughs> yeah. it was terrible right oh, and yeah. they, and and they would rub just take our faces and rub it right in the shit <laughs> you know like they they enjoyed that winning streak right oh, yeah. so so then we start beating them and 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 I'm on the show uh on my old radio show with uh Baron Huber who's from there and played oh, yeah. and, and didn't get recruited with Tennessee came to Alabama and he always took joy in beating them because of that <laughs> and then and then and then Mike Johnson who grew up in Pensacola as a Florida State fan and then ended up going okay, to Alabama yeah uh, as a kid he was and then now he you know, obviously Alabama loves Alabama and then um and then the, one of my other buddies was on the show who uh, was in school with me, you know? Mm -hmm. So we would get to that week and be like, man, this is a huge rivalry. And they're like, oh, man, no, no. LSU's our rival, you know? <laughs> and then this year, it's like, they made up for 15 years of losing because oh, they got yeah. all their shit talk back I mean, in I on us. All of it. Like, they, they and, and more. Oh, I think we could go, you know, two and, and ten. And as long as Tennessee's one of those wins... We're all right. But but I think people need it to get that they need it to get that that taste again. Oh, you know? Yeah, because I think everyone forgot. Get the hate back. Yeah, get yeah. Sharpen right. that knife a little bit. <laughs> like, oh, they're not a rival. <laughs> yeah, Man, right. they they're trying to beat us every single year. You know, and the funny thing is, like over the course of of you know football history for the two schools, like you know they're changing coaches to try to beat you know general Nealon's oh, coming yeah. in to beat alabama and bear bryant's coming in to beat you know uh, tennessee and so nick saban had such a amazing run to beat those guys 15, what, 15, 15 15 15 straight hey, you lose count yeah the one that you guys that you guys won you had to come back right yeah we were losing we won 19-14, yeah. so we were – yeah, it was 14-13, came back at the end. It was like the – I told you, like, Derrick Henry ran over him in the third quarter. I was in the concession line trying to get some Diet Coke for the bourbon I smuggled in, <laughs> yeah. and I missed the entire third quarter. I get back, and I'm like, man, this is a game. And they had oh, Josh yeah. Dobbs. It's a pretty good Tennessee oh, team. We had a few – I mean, it was like, you know, had a, had a few incomplete passes, and, and I threw an interception in the red zone, and I – I still, I just, for, for those that don't know, we had a, a, a play run. It was like a, we called it a smoke and then a, a go. It was a cover two hole shot between the safety and the corner. And I sat there and I looked at him and I, for some reason, I waited too long, throw the interception. And I was like, oh my God, you're going to lose to effing Tennessee. Yeah. You know, I was like in my mind. And, uh, when we finally got that ball back down 14, 13, I was like, you better make this shit happen. Yeah, yeah, right. Not, you're out of here. <laughs> Didn't you – was that the game you had a big run in? Maybe not. What, what was Maybe. It? There was one game where you – like they all kind of like uh, – Texas a probably. Oh, it's that's, Texas a That's probably the one. Yeah, you're like – Because every week that – every every year that game comes on, I get like all kinds of texts and calls okay. about, you know. yeah. Remember this? Yeah. <laughs> that should have been my Daniel Moore. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, well, like, I, but I, I honestly, like, I enjoy watching Tennessee play. Um, 
of our rivals. I mean, like I I, I like that style of I football. Like watching, yeah, all the you know? all the big ones. Yeah, I, mean, I love watching them all. Um, Ole Miss. Now that they got Lane Kiffin, I want to watch them. Oh yeah, must see TV. Yeah. Now. I lost the, you know, we talked about I lost last week taking Tulane, but still, <laughs> like a fun offense to watch. They're not really having the success running the ball this year, like yeah. last year, and I think that's going to eventually cost them. I do too, but you know, again, there's so much movement in that offense, and, and you know, later on in the year, I, I think, yeah, I think he thinks ahead. <laughs> you know, week two, three, four, and five weeks down the road, I think he's like, you know what? Georgia does it. Tennessee does this. We're going to set them up against Tulane. They're going to watch this film, and then we're going to screw them later on down the line. Yeah, how does that – I mean, how does it – They. how do you even do something like that? Like, that to me is incredible. I think he, he just – I think he watches – I mean, you know, obviously he's watching his own film all the time, and I think he's like, you know, this looks like a, a scheme right here. I, th- I think they, they probably caught on to this. We're going to do this and really catch them off guard. Yeah. You know? How tough is it to like watch film and game plan off of it? I mean, I, I think the the scary thing is is that you you need a refill. Yeah, I'll yeah. take one. Yeah, you tell that story. I'm gonna get us. No, I think up the scary me. thing is is you see, you know, what he does most most often, but at the same time, you got to think, you know, knowing Lane, there's no telling what kind of different looks he may come out with this week, you know. Uh, and how he's gonna, you know, highlight new players and 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 just figure out new ways to get people open. That year when we had Amari Cooper, uh, Blake Sims senior year, I mean the ways that he just figured out how to get him open was was insane. Yeah, I mean he just find a way to get him matched up on the right guy, um, slide him wherever he needed to be. Uh, so he's watching the film and he's going, Hey, look, when they, when they do this, this guy has to cover this guy. And so oh, we're yeah. going to, so what we're going to do is when that happens, we're going to run this play because that's going to put him in that spot and they're not going to have enough time to fix it. Is that kind of how it works? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's I crazy. Mean, this is what they've game planned. Yeah. This is what they've done all year. This is the percentage of, right. of looks you get based on this personnel and, and this uh, formation this is what we're going to do. And and if they do something different, we'll figure it out, you know, later yeah. on down the road. Who are the guys on this team, this Alabama team that you look at and think, you know, I really like this player. You know, again, I would say it's a little bit too early to tell. I mean, the, the transfer from Georgia, um, what's his name? Marshall. Uh, no, no, it's not him. Um, I mean, he's the the proven guy. Yeah. Uh, I feel like everybody outside of him is brand new, and and you know. You oh, saw, you're talking about Burton. Yeah, 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 Burton. yeah, Burton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, everybody else is kind of brand new. Yeah. And and you really hadn't seen enough yet to really know how all of them are going to respond. I mean, got a few glimpses last week, but you know, I think you, you figure out a little bit later on down the road. Yeah. I thought Isaiah bond was good. I mean, like I like his hands Yeah, and, and I felt like that was an area where Alabama needed to improve. Yeah. And, and the only reason I say that is I think, uh, you know, again, when, when we started my, when my senior year, when we, you know, started off the season, uh, you know, Robert Foster was the starter 
he was the Z receiver. He, yeah. he started over Calvin Ridley. Uh, Robert got hurt, and then Calvin came in. And we always knew Calvin was going to play because he was so talented. And uh, just throughout the year, it was crazy, you know. And you know, it was the whole team's fault as and my fault as well as far as getting in the ball and, and getting that timing down right. But man, once he figured it out, it was like this guy is Amari Cooper 2.0. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and you just never really know until that guy figures out, you know, exactly all the small details. When they figure that out and realize the importance of that, oh man, it's a it can change a player. I thought what Alabama used to do really well with Lane Kiffin when you were there and then Sark would be they would play they they do the receiver screens and the guys would block so damn good like you you know like it would be like a devastating play because of the blocking oh yeah i mean our Darius Stewart one of my favorite teammates i've ever played with uh-huh. i've never seen anybody as dangerous as that guy just i mean not caring about his body just throwing it around yeah i remember uh we were playing clemson and uh, I handed it off to Derek one play, and I I see I'm carrying out my fake, and I look over, and Derek reverses field, and uh, I see I think his name is Ben Bullware, he's the linebacker for Clemson, and I'm like, oh, all right, I'm just gonna get in the way and you know try to <laughs> try to block this guy, yeah. and I'm running, and he's kind of running alongside me, and I'm getting closer and closer. And then all of a sudden, it was like he got hit by a freight train. I mean, <laughs> he just disappears, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And he's like, he's like screaming and yelling, and Ardarius is just talking trash. I was like, "Oh my!" I'm looking at a crime scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was like, what, what just happened? And uh, I mean, he would do that all the time, and you know, it just he was just head hunting all the time. And, and to speak to that culture, I mean, yeah. wide receivers getting down the field, doing more than they had to right. putting their bodies on the line. That's what, when guys that, you know, are used to a lot of attention, catching touchdowns and, yeah. and making plays when they're willing to do that kind of stuff, that's when you've got a special team. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's what they've got to try to get to now. I'm curious as to who is going to be the starting quarterback. Um, I, I just don't know. Like I could, Saban has had a lot of nice things to say this week about Buckner. Uh, he played Milrow last week, didn't pull him out. They had a chance to go back and watch the film. I know that Buckner had the relationship with Tommy Reese. Uh, Jalen Milrow though brings like such a skill set. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just so curious to see like what that's going to look like. Yeah, you know. Uh... I would have thought uh, – I would think that, you know, this is kind of playing out like like my first year at Alabama when, when Blake was a starter. I mean, mm-hmm. I would have thought that had he put in uh, Ty Simpson or or Buckner, then there was a chance that, that somebody else may end up starting, you know, three or four games in. Yeah. But when you leave him in that entire Texas game, that tells me most likely changes aren't going to be made. Uh, and I, again, like we've talked about, in, you know, in prior podcasts, I, I, I do think Jalen's got the talent to do that. It just depends on how we develop and can we make stops on defense? Yeah. You know, yeah. I that's mean, that's the key element yeah. of all of it. Right. Right. I Making mean, stops on defense. Yeah. And allowing the offense to develop 
you know, throughout the season and become one of those teams that can really, really do damage on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. Yeah. It's, this is a good week to have a game like this. But the fact that it's on the road, I mean, it's that's a different look. I don't think that it's going to slow down Alabama. But if they struggle again, then I'm really going to be worried. Yeah. I mean, I remember when, again, when we, we, we played Ole Miss and after that game, I, I'm not going to say Coach Kiffin didn't want me to be the starter, but I don't feel like he was 100% in. Mm-hmm. And uh, – we played Western Kentucky, and and uh, I think, I mean, Coach Saban had announced it was a it was a done deal, and and I just remember uh, Lane was he was like trying to calm himself down when I'd make a bad read against Western Kentucky, and it was kind of like a a settle down moment. Okay, here's what we got to do. You know, this is your read here. This is your read here. Let's calm down. Let's get it done. And throughout the season, it was kind of just a build up build up of confidence and and uh he kind of helped me throughout the rest of the year and i kind of got a feeling that's the way it's going to go with milro here yeah right you know? what makes a good quarterbacks coach i think somebody you know who and and we've talked about this before i think it's uh you know somebody who can explain you know here's what the what the goal of the defense right. is to do this is the strength of their defense right this is what they're trying to laying it out yeah, here's the concept, and here's how we attack it, and this is what you do in case this happens. Yeah, and really explain to where you're not. Again, when you catch that ball, you know you catch that snap or get that snap, you're not looking at the whole defense like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, now? right. You know, right. you know exactly what to look at, and you can make that decision yeah. pretty quickly. Boom, boom, boom. We're done. Yeah. See, I think having a good offensive coordinator too would help you because. Those guys are going to know like what to – they're going to call plays based on what would be easy to have success with with where you are as far as your development too, right? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I think coaches uh, make players. Yeah. You know, I, well, make quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, for me, the, the quarterbacks coach that I gelled with the best was Randy Sanders. I love him to death, I think uh so highly of him and and when i played for him at florida state we just you know we just got each other we could yeah. hang out off the field and, and and get along and uh i mean hell if i was his age we'd probably be smoking cigars and yeah playing yeah, golf today, you yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> uh but i mean he just you know he broke things down and spoke to me in a way and and we communicated in a way where uh you know he was really able to transfer that message to where I could understand it and and really transfer that to the field, yeah, you know, and, and really gain a whole new perspective on football, yeah. Um, and you know, I, Lane Lane was a, a great offensive coordinator. We didn't always get along, yeah. Uh, and I think that you know kind of slowed my development, and a lot of that was my fault, but. Uh, I think he's a great coach, and and but again, I think players make quarterbacks. I mean, yeah. coaches make quarterbacks. Right, right. All right, this is our uh, two minute warning. Two minute warning. But uh, let me remind you guys, our show is brought to you by Lance's Lock. So if you're going to make uh, the wagers happen this weekend, don't take anything I say seriously. Uh, <laughs> check out Lance's Lock and and uh, make all your picks at my bookie. And let's uh, talk about 
Uh, we got two more minutes to talk football. What kind of music did you listen to? What was the locker room like before games? What kind of music? I got you, know, you as country music. I don't know game, why. Yeah, I mean, well, mostly rock. Oh, rock. I okay. Mean, rock and country, a little bit of both. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when we were walking through the Walk of Champions, it always had Inner Sandman on. Oh, did you? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> but we went to Virginia Tech when I was at Florida State, and they they played that song in it. I yeah. Mean, you know, Virginia Tech. Oh, that's their that thing. Song. Yeah. And uh, I was hoping so bad that Jimbo would let us walk out of the tunnel and see that. Yeah. He didn't. So it sounded, you know, we're in the locker room and it felt like that place is going to yeah. collapse on top of you, which may have been more intimidating. I don't know. Did you guys win? We did. Oh, good. Yeah, we good, did. Good, good. <laughs> you won a lot of games when you were there. Uh, yeah. What's your college record? I mean, it's got to be pretty sparkling. It was a lot to a little, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it but fun. I only take credit for one year of it. So. Yeah, yeah, I know. But still, I mean, if you're there, I mean, you know. Uh, um, so this, so we got the game on Saturday. Let's get back together on Monday again, and we'll kind of break down what happened. And and uh, I next week it gets serious again. You know, like I feel like no disrespect to the Bulls, but I feel like this is more of a tune-up. And then after that, I mean, it's. You know, it's balls well, yeah, to the wall. If Alabama loses this weekend, we won't be talking about Alabama anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, yeah, this will be. You want guys to say to stay healthy, though, right? That's that's. I think with these games, I'm always worried. Like, don't get anyone hurt. That's right. It's a well, it's a confidence builder. It's a kind of an experimental week. You know, you kind of figure out what everybody's comfortable with moving forward, and and uh, you know, try to build an identity for the team. Yeah, you know. Uh, we talked about uh, the um, Florida and Tennessee game. Let's talk about um, the other big game, Colorado State against Colorado. <laughs> game day's going to Boulder. <laughs> I was sitting there watching watching uh, TV Saturday, and I was like, I was sitting there with some guys, and I was like, when would you have ever thought you know, – Woken up and been looking forward to watching Colorado play. I know. I loved it too. I mean, never, yeah, never. No. I and mean, now, now you can't look away. They they underestimated Dion. They just not, and, and I mean that in a way where when there there were coaching jobs available, and it was like I thought, well, you know, maybe he goes to Auburn, maybe he goes to you know somewhere else, and and it was like when you saw the list of schools, it was like. Like wasn't South Florida one of them? Like South Florida or Colorado, like Kansas. I mean, like, (laughs) are you guys not seeing what this guy's doing? (laughs) You know, and now it's like he's absolutely transformed the whole roster with transfers. And I don't know how many games they're going to win, but man, they're off to a pretty good start. Oh yeah, no, I mean, look, he's brought in the players he's got there. I mean, you know, you knew he'd flip a roster as soon as he came in there and said, you know, I've got. Gucci or whatever he said, as yeah. far as his baggage. Uh, then he said, "Ran all those we guys." We coming? Out. Isn't that what he said? <laughs> <laughs> A lot theme music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he brought, yeah, he brought his baggage. That was his son. He was actually a pretty damn good quarterback. Uh, yeah. I, those passes, I, you know, I never watched. What? I really, I don't know if I ever watched Jackson State play, but when I saw him play TCU, I was like, my goodness, this guy is good. Yeah, he was throwing those, like, deep outs, and I'm like, what is, is this for real? Oh, yeah, or getting and, hit in the mouth. And yeah, throwing. just getting right back up. Uh, oh, yeah. He can run. He, he's good, you uh, know? He's, he's, I wouldn't be surprised if he won the Heisman. 
Really? I would not be surprised at all. Wow. You know what? If they, the, the funny thing is everybody's like, well, they're going to be six and six because, you know, hey, they got some tough games coming up. They think they're going undefeated. Oh, they do. You know, they're they going to win this 100%. one and then they're going to play Oregon. I don't count them out of any of these games. Well, I don't know how you bring in 87 new players and just all of a sudden you're all on the same page. And, you know, of course, I know a lot of them played at Jackson State, I, I believe. Some of, well, I don't know some of the guys, but he got them. Guys from Alabama transferred there, you know, like a I, I, I lot I of play- Trey Sanders was trying to go to Colorado. Yeah, I guess Dion didn't want him. Yeah, went I don't to TC. So. He went. We go to TCU. TCU. Yeah, there's a bunch of Bama guys there too. Yeah, I. It's that's crazy that you can flip a roster that fast now. Well, you know, he flipped that roster, so he had all the talent, and then he brought in Sal Sinceri, Tim Brewster. Uh, I mean, all kinds of guys that you know have been around Tennessee, Alabama, Florida State. Uh I mean he's got an all star coaching staff and an all star roster. So I mean but and they but to do that and build the culture that quickly is pretty shocking. Yeah, it's crazy. Well I'll be watching that too. Oh yeah. So it gives me something to do. Um <laughs> then obviously we'll watch it's not gonna be voting Saturday. No, no, no. I got I still got some sunburn from that. I got rash <laughs> on my, my hand from Sunday. But you guys come over, come, 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 hit it. Sunday's probably going to be my Sunday's my boat Sunday day. fun day. As long as the, yeah, as long as the uh, the the weather holds out. Uh, pro tip for anyone boating in this area: don't take that bay lightly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do not right. do not take that bay lightly. You you think you're uh, the captain of a vessel? Go out there on the wrong day. <laughs> so, you, Side note for all the listeners: yeah. Nick bought a fishing boat, but all he does is booze. Uh, yeah, that's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> we catch. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. All right. Well, look, this was great, man. Uh, you have a great weekend too, and uh, I oh, can't yeah. wait to get back together on Monday. And all you guys hanging out with us again, uh, join our roster. Uh, this is uh, Elephant in the Room. It's part of Roll Tide Pods, Disrupt Media, the next round. Hey, how cool was it? I guess I I, I, I know we're past two minutes, overtime. How cool was it that they played our show on the next round the other day? Like it played the next round and then we came yeah, up. We need some more need some more FaceTime. Come on. You know, better, <laughs> better than Jim's FaceTime. <laughs> Hear that, Dunaway? <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for hanging out with us and roll tide. We'll see, we'll, we'll talk to you on Monday.